0: Welcome Jess Leader, to the Focus on Why podcast.
1: Hi, hi Amy, thanks for having
0: me. I'm very excited to have you on the show, a lady who wears many hats in property, in, in marketing and in charity volunteering.
1: Yes, yes it's true, I think we all wear quite a lot of hats in what we do but those are my three. Fantastic, so just give us a bit of an insight of what it is you're currently doing. Um, In a nutshell at the moment I co-run a marketing startup which is in London which operates across England and I run a small property portfolio of my own which I'm growing and until just a couple of weeks ago I was working um, as a board director on a mental health charity which has now merged into another one so that's that's gone for now until I can find a similar position elsewhere so how do all three of those fold into each other I'm sure we'll go into it in quite a lot of detail Amy but um as a as a top level I'd say they all kind of tick different boxes for me in terms of either what interests me or makes me feel like I'm sort of being fulfilled I suppose as a as a person um there's a lot of, com- I suppose, when you look at them as just separate entities, the the things that link them are, they will have a huge element of commercial um, responsibility and kind of aptitude to them. So, sort of in the marketing side, managing budgets, same with property, and obviously when when you're looking at a charity at strategic level, that is a very common theme. Um, and then, particularly across the marketing and the property side, it's about scratching my creative itch um, and being able to work in a creative visual expressive way
0: so have you always had that access to both left and right brain
1: yeah I think it would be for me anyway it would be boring I love a good um, analysis and a good spreadsheet and really getting into the detail of things but for me it'd be boring if it was only about that um you know working in in a marketing agency you know you you're in a you're in a budget meeting one minute and then you're looking at creative concepts you know perhaps the same in an hour later and without that variety it would just feel very very dry for me Um, and I love equally I suppose in my own life you know I love looking at Pinterest as much as I love planning something you know my own budget or something you know I, I love both. That's fantastic so tell me a bit about how your marketing
0: career evolved.
1: So when I was at school really when I was about as soon as I was about 14 and we were having class trips and things I knew straight away that I wanted to be an event manager and so from about that age I did everything that I could to get experience working in events and that was either paid or unpaid Junior roles or volunteering for things at the school or the college or whatever. And then when I went to university, I was reasonably dedicated, but more so focused on how can I get experience in events. So, um, didn't get the best degree I could have in the world, but I came out with some brilliant experience, which got me my first job. And so, after I finished, I moved to London and I started working in um, junior. Well, actually, my first job by complete coincidence was in a startup commercial property brokerage in in West End um, with a bit of marketing assistant role. And then I moved into much more focused marketing roles. Everything was like a stepping stone. And for the first sort of five years, maybe eight years of my marketing career, everything for me was about the next step, the next step, the next step. What's the next promotion? What's the next responsibility I can take on? What's the next pay rise? And for me, very much, it was about kind of a title change. What can I? What status can I achieve for myself? And what can I prove to the outside world that I'm that I'm capable of being? Um, and that was very much how my marketing career started.
0: And what did your friends think about that at the time?
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't give up on me completely. Um, it was very normal for me to message and say, "I'm still not coming. I'm still late for dinner. I'm still late. I'm still not coming. I'm still not coming." Um, so, yeah, I, I did definitely choose my career for the first for the first sort of eight years, probably of my of my post uni life, or probably starting before then. But at the same time, you know that commercial and financial focus served me well because having uh, whilst I did still have friends who still didn't give up on me I still had a social life I didn't go to everything I was saving up very much as well and I, I knew that I wanted to get my first home so when I was living in London I eventually did buy my my first home which they were so then my friends at that point were obviously very very proud of me and pleased for me but yeah they, they were very aware that i they would always describe me as a focused person even now
0: so you've always had that drive and you've always had that focus. What's led you to move into the property space from marketing?
1: I think there were a few things that fell into place at the same time. And so I decided that that was, um, that was kind of a sign and, and I should follow that, that instinct. Um, so partly working in marketing is very exhausting I know there are a lot of industries which are but people who work in the event you know in the events industry it's very known that you you do reach burnout in events it can be very very long hours you can very much be at your client's back and call cool, which isn't a pleasant feeling if you've got one who's enjoying that and it just you just get to the point where you think why why am I doing this and how far do I want to take this for myself is this what I want to be you know is this what I want to be known for in in life so, I kind of got sick of of my life being out of my control, and at the same time i was so i was looking i started consciously looking for something else that I could own for myself and grow for myself and control for myself um at the same time I had bought my home in um south west London, and I was looking at selling it and it had made quite a lot of money I'd managed to buy in a really good pocket, which uh the agent told me was up and coming and yeah actually it was with a bit of research I, I turned out to buy well and it did make me quite a bit of money and so I thought okay well I'm getting a little bit sick of not controlling my own life I'm actively seeking something that I can build for myself and control for myself and be proud of of, of doing for myself and then now I've got this little pocket of money so those three came together and I thought okay I'm, I'm going to rinse and repeat this house thing and I'm going to look and see what I can do with it and I think another thing you know <clears throat> Similarly to how in my marketing career, I'd always been thinking of what can I prove to myself I can do? What how can I push myself to the next level again in property? I thought, okay, let's see what I can do here, and what can I, what can I show myself I can do?
0: And why is it important for you to be so determined to be independent like that?
1: I've always been very independent. I've always, I've always. um wanted to have financial independence is very, very important to me. I think, you know, um it's a bit stubborn actually, and 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 but I, I do think it serves me. I think it comes from when I was um when I was younger, <clears throat> when I was a teenager, my um I my parents had separated long before and my mum's in quite an unhealthy relationship and we all live there. And we couldn't leave because my mom was uh well we wouldn't have had really anywhere else to live if if Mum had taken her and us away from that environment which she needed to do, but it so we were stuck really, and although i didn't immediately as a sort of uh, 16 year old I didn't at that point go I need to have a house Um, I knew very much at that point that I didn't want to be financially dependent on anybody else because I could see that that was the reason mum was stuck because she didn't have any money to take us away so yeah financial independence has always been an absolute must in my life
0: so it actually served you that that... it
1: has it has yeah.
0: So building your property portfolio now and seeing that you are very determined to prove what you can do, what is it you want to achieve?
1: That's kind of changed actually over, I've been working in property for I think three years, something like three years. Um, and it's changed over that time uh, as I've changed really. Obviously, I'm still me, but you know, What was important to me then, is all I mean, isn't necessarily what's important to me now. And I can see that change in focus in the few years that I've worked in property. So going back to when I started in property, I was working full-time in marketing agency. And I was still very much all about what can I... I guess it's about living for external approval or internal approval. I guess it's about that. At the beginning, I was very much focused on what can I what can I what's my status what can I do what can I what can I be and it was all about what I was doing and as a result of that when I started in property I had all these you know the the goals that I had were very um they were still quite statusy in terms of what was important to me about what I could say I had acquired or achieved or earned etc however over the last sort of couple of years that's become much less important to me as a person I think I've in a lot of ways I've stopped caring actually as much about what I have done and instead it's become much much more important to me to think about why I'm doing it or how I'm doing it and by that I mean you know Am I satisfied doing this? Does this make me happy, or am I just doing it to prove it to somebody? That might be me or it might be somebody else you know but but why am i doing it am i am i sort of satisfying my values doing this? Am I working with people who I respect and like and feed me instead of people that i'm you know hungry for approval or promotion from or and so as I've switched from th- Caring about one set of metrics to another. I think what I've tried to do in property has changed as well. So now, um, and it links much more to the charity side, it's much less about, yes, of course, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I want to make money from property because money isn't because it's a status anymore it's because when I have money I can make choices about how I spend my time and how I support other other initiatives or you know or how I grow up with my family and that kind of thing so it's very much about what value can I bring through property instead of instead of the just numbers and stats and facts
0: And how have you come to that conclusion Jess? What, what have you, what's helped you sort of transition into this new phase of your life?
1: Um, I don't know if I could say one, I don't know if there's one particular incident or moment that caused that to happen. I think certainly, certainly kind of working in marketing agencies and thinking this is bollocks, like, helping companies sell more shit doesn't really change the world like there's a part of that definitely that I started to get very dissatisfied with and actually now the kind of marketing that I do I work in a um, live event marketing business and we do um, live events and experiential campaigns and that's about connection connection between people and so that's where i started and the middle part of my career was all about digital marketing performance marketing metrics online campaigns and it was all very different and so i've come back to very consciously working in the part of marketing which is about people connecting with people um and that so i think that's another result of this slight shift in what i'm looking for um i think as I said, there isn't a turning point, but I think just starting to realise that other what other people think of me doesn't really matter as much as what I think of me. I'm living my life. I have to be happy with it. And getting value from adding value is is so much more to me. It just gives me such so much more pride in what I'm doing. Now, don't get me wrong, as I say, you know, I'm in property to make money and I make it for myself and I make it for the people who invest in me um and and uh, you know whose funds I help to grow, but that doesn't mean it's soulless
0: so what about the the tenant side how does that that fit in with your
1: yeah so um, I, I i that was quite interesting because um i I realized going through the process of preparing for our conversation and getting my thoughts together, I realized that um there was a big link for me in 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 the tenant care so as I mentioned before it, I realized that financial independence for my own safety was very very important to me and as a, as a result of that I realized that you know when I first bought my first home I realized that I'd created my haven and I was so I felt I, I, I just felt safe I'd bought I'd, I'd worked for a thing I'd got the thing and I was in it and I felt really really safe and I have felt like that in the homes that I've bought since my first home, and that is so valuable to me um, and i I realized looking back that actually the kind of relationship well I have a lessons manager so I don't so I don't have a direct relationship with all of my tenants but I do know people in the houses and I, it's in, it's so important to me that they feel that um, they matter that I've created an environment that they've feel safe in if they've got a problem they can raise it and they'll be heard they'll and I want them to feel safe comfortable and happy in their homes um obviously there's a commercial bonus to that in that you know they they stay longer but ultimately if I've made somebody feel safe and that they've got somewhere to to just completely be themselves in and nurtured in I'm really happy with that and I I realized in kind of well, I realized that there's a massive link in what a house means to me. And so that's really, yeah, it means safety. And so that's really what's driving me forward now is that wanting to move away from, or no, wanting to add to my property portfolio in a way that really supports people in the world who don't have that feeling right now of safety and somewhere they can just, you know, breathe in and that is the biggest motivator in what I'm doing at the moment.
0: Absolutely. And and looking after people and and making them feel safe is is ticking your your boxes from your own personal perspective. But it, it's a bigger picture as you're thinking bigger picture. You're not just thinking about the scenario of serving yourself. You're thinking about how you're going to add value on a bigger scale. How What legacy are you going to be leaving in the future?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because when i if i think of growing my my property portfolio you know there's a lot involved in that and which you know (laughs) and it can be quite exhausting when you work when you drive your business yourself it can be there's a lot to think about as and as motivating as it is it can at times feel like okay there's a lot to do, which is why, you know, partnerships and and teams come in so massively importantly. But if I spin that in my own mind, and I think, well, actually, how many people can I give that feeling to? I don't feel overwhelmed at all. I feel like urgent. I can't, can't do quick enough. So it's, it's, it changes how I feel about it completely. It's so motivating. And I don't expect that everybody who chooses to invest in me will have that, motivation um and so again it's about blending the commercial with the value but I can still get that out of it for me and you know I I will have a mixed portfolio but I would be so proud of myself by providing that for people and just feel such satisfaction
0: so how much is emotional and how much is financial driven in what you do I
1: think uh, that's a good question what I look for Will probably be driven by the purpose, and then what I decide to do will be based on what stacks. Like I'm still a really commercial person, and you know, I'm quite risk averse. I'm very analytical and methodical, and my mentor often mocks me for it. But um, yeah, it, it has to stack. I take other people's money very seriously, and when I'm they're trusting me with it then I, 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 it's more than my name's worth to not return it in the way that I've said.
0: <laughs> and you mentioned you got a mentor. How much has your mentor helped you?
1: Oh, my gosh. Mostly in confidence and mostly in actually just going for it a little bit. And it's interesting because I heard someone else say the other day, they look back on their um on deals that they had turned down in the past and I had actually recently done a similar thing in clearing out some files I found loads of old details of properties that I'd viewed and not bought and I remember thinking to myself at the time I would do that deal now um but it's someone it's like having someone like my mentor go just help me just push me over the line with a few more things just so or think about things that I haven't thought of because you can't think of everything yourself but if you've got people to help you ask the right questions then you can get there
0: and how do you go about acquiring new knowledge? What what do you do to sort of improve your skill set?
1: I don't know if I, I'm conscious of it because it's such a part of my day to day life. Um, I I listen to audiobooks. I attend networking meetings. I listen to webinars. I um, read articles. I go to events. In the in in my, I'm talking about in marketing and property here so it applies to both um I talk to people because everybody's got different knowledge so um just ask one thing that I've learned as well as my um as I've kind of got older is to put the ego aside a bit and I would I would much rather ask than sit there and go I don't know don't know don't know so just ask um, but I I am quite a knowledge hungry person um, so yeah
0: why do you think people are resistant of asking for help?
1: It's vulnerability, isn't it? I think one of the things, and actually, I don't know if I was seeking that or if it caused some of the change in my perspective of what's important to me, but a lady that I read quite a lot of um, has been the very famous Brene Brown, and, and I think I've I think she's shifted me a bit from such a masculine energy of of you know the the, the the attitude that i had around what success was and what was important to me i think reading her her books and listening to her talks has has had a huge impact in how open i am actually and less more determined in a constructive way i think rather than a stubborn way
0: <laughs> in terms of where you were in working in event management which was very draining and you weren't doing things on your own terms now you're living your life on your own terms and you're you're carving your own path using the things that you you've brought together over the years and really focusing on what really is important to you and I know you said that prepping for this was actually quite a good way of you focusing and, and reaffirming what's right for you but what what is it you're now going to be achieving what are you going to play for next
1: What I really want to create for myself now is uh, it sort of comes back to one of the reasons why I started in property, but also has has grown since then so much as well. So one of the reasons that I started in property was because I wanted to have the freedom to um, so that when I started a family, I wouldn't have to choose between my baby and my brain. I was very much used to working in an environment. There was some female board representation but really not that much and even all well all the time now still despite you know growing efforts there are still women who have sort of parked their growth by choosing to have a family and so that was a motivator for me to to be financially independent and have create my own way of working so that I wouldn't be a person who had to make that choice and that's still very much the case Uh, but now I'm seeing more and more female leaders and business owners who are successfully doing both that inspires me very much to not feel that I can't have both and um, I, I want to I want to provide the sanctuary for as many people as I can, whilst providing a flourishing environment for my family, my future family. So, you know, I don't see one limiting the other. And I very much want to create nurturing in both of those very much. And I think the more I, the more I see problems, the more I feel driven to work in a way to address them. And so I, that vision, I hope, will just continue to grow and what how, what I can contribute to it. In terms of what I spend my time on, I do, so at the moment, I have I still work across the different fields, as I said. Having a property income has allowed me to not work full-time in marketing anymore. I would probably like to take that down another peg and, and swing the weight more towards property because by doing that, you know, it's in property that I can create something for myself continue to do that and continue to build the flexibility but again my marketing job is is um in a startup run by a woman who was also having the same dissatisfaction with limitations on female leaders and so we have a very flexible way of working but for me the more I can can control for myself and the more I can drive for myself that will definitely tick my pride growth learning ambition self-sufficiency kind of motivators definitely
0: I wonder whether if you hadn't made so much money on that London uh, property if you would be on the course that you're on now
1: it's funny isn't it you do think what what were the turning points I mean I I would have been doing something at the time that I um, started learning about property. I was already, I had started um, working with a network marketing company. So I already knew very much that I wanted to create something for myself. Um, and it, it was by doing that to a point that one thing leads to another and where would your path go it was by doing that that I started focusing so much that really introduced me to personal development and reading so much and learning so much about other options because until then I'd really only been in an employment model and so I discovered network marketing and that led me into learning more about what I could do and opening my own mind to the choices that I had I don't work in network marketing at the moment but i I, I You know, I've moved quite quickly onto property, but that led me to the personal development, which led me to the property, which, you know, and and that's led me to charity, which is refocusing my property work. So everything leads to it and to the next thing. But I think, you know, I mentioned, um, I've mentioned to you in the past that because I've got so many different interests and because, as you pointed out, you know, I've got the, the left brain and the right brain kind of motivators, although a lot of decisions that I've made in my career have been very deliberate some I'm I I might always might sometimes perceive my own self as a little bit scattergun in the things that I've tried because I wanted to try different things to see where they, they led me but in in getting my thoughts together for this you know it was looking back and and seeing that um you know I think I think it was Steve Jobs that that's made the comment about it's only with hindsight that you can see how the dots join up for you and that's very much what's happened I think you know I think you if you no one has a career for life anymore and the skills that we have serve us well in the next one so that's what's happening.
0: Absolutely and I'm a strong believer and you are exactly where you need to be right now in terms of everything that has happened in the past has got you to where you are today but you have the option to choose where you want to go from now and and I think that you know you're definitely on an exciting journey that you are carving your own path which is absolutely incredible I really loved having you on the show Jess and it's been fantastic how are people getting in contact with you if they wanted to reach out?
1: The easiest way is to find me on Instagram. Um, I'm Jess underscore leader, or I'm on LinkedIn, Jessica leader, or through next level living and that they're the easiest ways.
0: Brilliant. I'll put those in the show notes in case you didn't get them. So Jess, what message would you like to leave the audience today? Having shared your personal journey with everybody, what would you like to say to people out there?
1: Um, It's quite hard to drill it down into one closing thought, but I think I would probably implore people who are listening to do the thing they want to do, whether that's leaving a certain situation or trying to go it alone in your career, Or massively changing direction of what you're doing, don't let the reason for not doing it be fear. If you're frightened of what somebody will think of you, or you're frightened of whether you can or you can't, or you're frightened of your physical environment, just try anyway and see what happens because usually the reason that you want to do something is because it's the right thing. So I would implore us all and continue to remind myself to do those things anyway, and see where they take us.
0: Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rolandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, Focus on Why.